Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. So this week I have been doing a seven day challenge. It's actually called the Seven Days of Sober Challenge and it was to get people prepared as we head into the festive period. So what is it that we need to get into place that's going to support us best in our decision not to drink? Because Christmas is kind of like loaded with lots of different triggers and events and reasons to want to have a drink. So the idea behind the challenge was to help people to start identifying what those are and to overcome them. And it was really, really successful. And some of the key learnings that people take away, took away from this particular training I know them and I I, I make the assumption that many people know them, but it's not always true, right? So one of the big things that came away for a lot of the people who are in attendance is that alcohol is ethanol. That's right. Alcohol is made up of that substance, chemical ethanol. Now, ethanol is the same thing that we use in our hand sanitizer, right? It literally kills germs. That's how strong it is. It's why they use alcohol. Back in the olden days, when the people were at war, they used it as a way to anaesthetize the injuries and stuff, right? So that same substance is also the same thing that we use to power planes. It's the same thing that we use to power cars. It's the thing that we're putting into our body. <laughs> if something that can power a plane and a car, and we put it into our body, <laughs> just it doesn't quite sit right with me. And when I read this book by Annie Grace called This Naked Mind, That was one of the key things that really stuck out for me. And I just didn't fancy drinking it again after that. And what's happened is over time is that we've created, or I say we, the alcohol industry have created all of these different ways to make it palatable. So that's why we've got different craft ales, we've got different flavored gins and vodkas and whiskeys and whatever. Like we've just found ways that they taste nicer, but ultimately it's still that same substance, which is ethanol. So just kind of like let that sit with you because it's enough for some people to stop drinking just to be aware of that fact alone. So we're drinking this substance ethanol, alcohol, and the brain kind of likes it, right? Because this is why we find it pleasurable because we get that release of dopamine. That's what's happening when we drink alcohol. But the brain doesn't really like it because the alcohol then starts having other effects on the brain as well. Things like starting to shrink the brain, things about shutting down different parts of the brain as the more that we drink and the way that it affects our memory and shuts down our cognitive ability, which is why we start losing the ability to talk and to walk straight, right? Lots of things happening. But then also there's the effect that it's having on our body. We can't see that. We only see the effect of it. And that's when we see some kind of visible effect. But also think how hard your liver is having to work to get rid of this toxin in your body, how hard your kidneys are working. Even your skin gets affected. And all of it is because of putting this drink, alcohol, which is ethanol, which was never designed to go into the human body, 
But because we do get that release of dopamine and because there's so much conditioning behind why we need to drink alcohol, we find it a challenge to stop. So this was one of the things that came out of the training that was really key in everybody's learning. Now, if you want to get hold of that training, I did, thankfully, record each of the sessions. So they're about half an hour long. They're three and a half hours in total. If you check out the show notes or check out the comments, you'll be able to find a link so that you can get registered to go over them. Now, in the training, one of the days that I trained, we were looking at a particular subject, which was FOMO versus JOMO. So if you're not familiar with those terms, right, let's just kind of pad them out for you. So FOMO is the fear of missing out. And JOMO is the joy of missing out. So when it comes to stopping drinking, I find often that my clients are either unconsciously or not overly aware that they are far more focused on what they're going to miss when they stop drinking alcohol instead of what they'll get from their sobriety. So I think it's important to acknowledge here that it is totally normal. You know, it goes back to all of the years of conditioning and reinforcement of the beliefs we have around alcohol. And then every time that we drink and support that reward result system, that we don't know any different yet. And that's the key distinction. We don't know yet. So if you are coming to that point where you want to stop drinking, you know it's not what you want anymore, but you're finding it a challenge and you are focused on everything that you're losing, just recognize that that is all totally normal behavior because we are just doing what we know. So where we want to take ourselves is to finding out what it is that's next. And this is why I think this training or this podcast for you today is going to be great because when we start shifting our attention, when we start looking at something from a different perspective, we can find out more. So if you want to stop drinking sooner with lasting results, you need to be prepared to put some work in, right? You know, to find out what you're believing about yourself and alcohol. What is it about those beliefs that's holding you back? Because think about how much work you've put into drinking already. (laughs) You know, my drinking career was almost 20 years long. I put in a lot of work, a lot of hard effort, a lot of mileage. So it makes sense that when it came to stopping, there was this new skill that I had to teach myself because I didn't really know a life without not drinking, especially my adult life, of course. So we have to start retraining our mind. So I've talked about fear in a previous podcast, and I want to shine a light on it with a different perspective today for you. So let's have a quick reminder that fear has been a key part of our evolution. It's helped prevent us from becoming extinct. You know, we've been able to keep reproducing to the point where we are now in evolution. Except now the fear that once kept us alive is operating in a different way in our minds. We've outgrown the functionality of it, if you will. The brain hasn't caught up with where we are. So now many of our fears are misguided, shall we say, because if you think, even from 100 years ago, how rapidly life on Earth has changed, the brain just hasn't caught up with that type of evolution. So things that even 100 years ago fear would have served as well are just non-existent now. We don't have to worry about food or shelter or warmth. You know, a lot of those things are just easily available to us now. Well, most of us, thankfully. We don't have to be on constant alert for our survival because that's why we have fear, right? Because it wants to keep us safe. It wants to keep us alive. So, you know, we don't, we're not going to die if we're isolated from the community except that our primitive brain 
still thinks that 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 stopping drinking means we're going to be rejected and then if we look at it from the primitive brain side of things when we're rejected it means death because we're going to be left out on our own we're carrying these fears into our modern day lives but they're irrational they're illogical they don't really make sense because yes we may change friendships we may have different communities around us but we're not going to die so we're using the fear of survival for our daily lives and we don't have to there's definitely good fear, but there's a fuck ton of unhelpful fear. Around 90% of the fears we have when it comes to stopping drinking, or in life in general, right, are hypothetical, meaning they never happen. <laughs> they create worry, they keep us doubtful, they keep us in dread, and we catastrophize about what's going to happen. It just keeps us static with no chance of growth. They never offer any room to grow. A funny example of this last night, or of fear in general, was my partner and I getting ready for bed, we were in the bathroom doing what you need to be done and my partner just finished using the toilet and then when she got up she says, oh, I'm always nervous about sneezing and smashing my head onto the sink. <laughs> I thought, where on earth that come from? And this is fear, right? It's wanting to keep us safe so it's kind of analysing everything that's going on around us all the time and because my partner had thought that this sink was too close to the toilet and that if she sneezed she might bang her head, this is fear. This is fear's job. But we need to understand that is it always helpful? Is it helpful to worry about going to the toilet every time and worrying about smashing your head on the sink? Perhaps not. And I was there brushing my teeth, wondering how many other people in the world are brushing their teeth right now. <laughs> so our minds get up, up to all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And the key thing is don't judge it. Like just know that this is how our brain works and accept it. And then and know that we have a choice about what we want to interpret that information as. The point being about that story is that we all do it. We all have a tendency to worry, to put doubt or fear. And what I want to say is obviously don't judge it. But then also question, is it useful anymore? And the answer is going to be 90% of the time it's going to be no. So ultimately fear is designed to keep us safe. But what are we trying to stay safe from? That's the question we've got to ask ourselves. So when we come in to stop drinking, what are these fears, the fears of missing out, what are they preventing me from doing? What are they preventing me from staying safe from? So we can either choose to keep imagining highly unlikely hypothetical situations that keep us stuck or choose to acknowledge that they're there, choose them and move forward in spite of them. So here are some of the illogical fears we have when we stop drinking a.k.a. FOMO. And notice with all of them comes a great sense of loss. This is what creates the feelings of being deprived of alcohol. Like This is us trying to use willpower. It raises our anxiety. It produces a great deal of uncertainty in our decision not to drink. And it keeps us drinking. So one thing we all want to have as human beings is certainty because when we believe we have certainty, we think that life is more controllable. The universe was never created in certainty. It was created in chaos. Life is supposed to be about having balance, right? So we're supposed to have the pain. We're supposed to have the joy. We're supposed to have the loss. We're supposed to have the, the gain because without each of them, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't have any way to compare, to see how they complement each other. So the types of FOMO that you might come across when you're wanting to stop drinking, right, are 
fearing missing out on a social life, fearing that you won't be able to go out with the lads anymore, fearing that you're not going to be able to escape the week, you're not going to be able to get away from the partner or the kids, you know? And I find it really interesting to ask, what exactly are you trying to escape from and how does alcohol really make it better? In my experience, it kind of just delays, it suppresses, and you end up feeling worse afterwards anyway. And then we have a fear of missing out on what's going on, you know, fear that we're going to miss the best night ever. Definitely in my 20s, this was always going on. If I wasn't going out, I felt like I was really missing out. I thought it was going to be the best night ever. You fear that not not being able to drink means you can't go out or that you you won't be the same or your friendships won't be the same. And here's the thing, they might not. They might not. But isn't that what you want? Isn't it? you wanting to get away from alcohol because it's not serving you in your life anymore, then if your friendships change as a result, then that's not a problem because you still get to be who you want to be. Now, you might still be friends with the people that you hang around with. You might still go out with the people that you go out with, but it might change and that's absolutely okay. And then again, it might not change. You know, this is where we create all of these stories in our mind about how our friendships will change and how our partnerships will change. And then sometimes they might not. Yeah, of course, we won't be drinking in them anymore, but everybody still might be far more accepting than we're making out, right? Because in our heads, we always believe or we always make stories that people are thinking about us far more than they actually are. Because if you think about how much we think about ourselves, then imagine that's what everybody else in the planet is doing as well. So we think that no drinking potentially means no social life, right? So we're going to be out of touch. Now, being the social creatures that we are, right, we crave connection and community. So when we stop drinking and if we've got an identity as a drinker and our friends are all drinkers, we fear being the outcast, right? Now, this is the primitive brain hard at work. It feels like if we stop doing this, if we stop showing up as other people think we are, then we will be ejected. We will be left to fend for ourselves. And as we've already discussed, that means death. So we can see where these illogical fears come from. And we only see in the right here and now, right? So forgetting that there's another 7 billion people on this planet. But we are, we're, we're so attached to what we have that we think that if we lose it, then there's nothing else for us going forward. The relationships might change. You might decide to go in a new direction. But remember, you can do whatever you want and be mindful of the story that you're telling yourself when you're doing this. Another fear of missing out is the, the fear of being boring, right? Fearing that whilst you're at home, if that's your decision to stay at home, is that other people are outside having fun. We kind of create this image that life is grey and dull, that we can't have fun anymore, we can't laugh, we can't do all of those things that we would do when we were drinking alcohol. But it's not true. They're just limitations that we put on ourselves that kind of stop us from wanting to stop drinking. We think that life is going to be less than. So when we use not being connected with others through drinking, we forget that we're already disconnected guys like we're disconnected disconnected with ourselves who we want to be on this short time on earth so when you approach stopping with this kind of thinking you're focused on everything that you're losing everything that is to be lost from your decision not to drink when you're doing that you can see why it is so hard to break away from it because why on earth would you want to move away from something where you're going to lose so much you know 
And what we don't recognise is that there are alternatives. It's the scarcity mindset showing up. And go back, listen to last week's podcast and find out a little bit more about that. So we know what we fear missing, right? We've got a pretty good idea. We know why we do it as well. So let's flip it. Let's show our minds what we're really gaining from stopping drinking. Because when you're not drinking, you have more time for self-care. Now for guys... Do we care about self-care? Yes, absolutely 100%. It is absolutely pivotal, especially in your journey to sobriety. And it's going to look different for everyone, right? Some people might you'd like to do their self-care in the form of exercise. It might be in reading books, whatever it might be. It is different and there's no judgment or any of it. You can do whatever you want. Now, for me personally, My type of self-care these days is like having a hot bath, sticking some candles on and listening to a podcast. Never in a million years would I have thought that that's something that I would have been doing in my mid-30s. You know, it's a chance to try out new hobbies, even if you're going to be crap at them in the beginning. It doesn't matter and it's not really the point. It's like to find out what it is that you would like to do and get better at. Because anything that you're good at now at this point in your life, you would have had to have learned how to do that. But we tend to forget what we've gone through to get there. So the same rule applies for stopping drinking here, guys. We're going to have to learn how to teach ourselves to stop drinking. Whether we do that in the form of listening to the podcast, doing a reading, changing our mindset, thinking about alcohol as ethanol. There are lots of different ways, but we need to bring them all into our existence so that we know about them. And you get to take better care of yourself, both physically and mentally. So as uh, we approach my second soberversary, I'm at a point now where my health is everything, you know. I'm over two stone lighter than I was when I started that journey. Uh, I've got a six pack, which I can almost see, which I've worked very hard at doing the last few months. And I've decided that I don't want to eat meat anymore. So I'm eating a vegan way of life, right? Never would I have dreamed or could I have predicted that this is what I would be doing when I was drinking? Just not even two years ago just yet, right? You get to decide what's important to you. You get to decide how you want to look after yourself. You get to decide where you want to put all of your energy into. Because think about how much energy you put into drinking, into thinking about drinking, you know? All of that gets to be put somewhere else in your life. You can put it into one area, you can put it into lots of different areas in your life. You get more time. So much, you might not know what to do with it in the beginning. So that's why I think finding hobbies, activities you'd like to try are going to be great. Try something you've never considered before because who knows where it might lead. It might even end up in you starting your own business. You might become somebody who is an inspiration to another generation of people who want to stop drinking. There are no limitations to what is possible for you. No alcohol means more clarity. It gives you space to think clearly. You know, we don't have to be afraid of that. Welcome it. We're not trying to escape our thinking. Our thinking is just made up of our life experiences. We don't have to believe everything that we think. We get to choose on purpose what it is that we want to think instead. Some of the other joys of missing out are better sleep, more confidence in who you are as a person. No more hangovers. No more feeling like shit. No more guilting yourself out for the decisions that you make while you're drunk. Life is full colour HD when you stop drinking. When you focus on that, it really truly is. 
So you get to create more opportunities in your life because you won't be deciding what you do in your life based on where and how you can fit alcohol into it. I used to make so many of my decisions on where I'd go and who I'd see based upon how much I could drink and where I could drink. You get a sense of certainty in what you want. You give yourself optimism, hope, excitement for the future. These are all of the joys of missing out. If you have only ever been focused on the fear of missing out, you wouldn't know these exist until now, and now you do. And you get to go out and find out what they are in even more detail. The possibilities are endless, guys. The joy of missing out shows you everything to be gained from not drinking. It shows you how much abundance there is in sobriety. Now, if you want to have some ways to kind of tap into the joy of missing out, you've got to start filtering your fears. You've got to write down if you have to. What is it that you are afraid of in stopping drinking? Get it all down. Speak to somebody. Whatever means possible, find out what they are because then you can start deciding or proving whether they're logical or illogical and are they truly what you want. You can also do a digital detox, like take yourself off of social media, take yourself off of reading the news, kind of really get grounded with yourself and see what it is that comes up for you. You can meditate. I love meditating. I think it's a great way just to witness what's going on in my mind because actually even then, you know, with the, the idea of meditation is not to stop thinking. It's just to have awareness that we have lots of thoughts just kind of going around in our head and we don't have to pay attention to them. And the ones we do pay attention to are the ones that we create. So that's really key is that you can find out what it is you're paying attention to and then decide again if that is what you want. Visualization. You know, think about what it is that you could do when you stop drinking. What do you want to do? What would you love to do? What have you always wanted to do? A few other great things to do are to find out if you're meeting your values. So the values are the things that you find most important in the world. What is it that you find important and how are you living your life by them? Often alcohol conflicts with our values. So we get to find out what it is we love and then we can find out, are we making that a priority in our life? And if not, why not? Is alcohol the reason? Bring mindfulness into things you do, you know? Find those little moments of Jomo. What are the things that you wouldn't notice, potentially, when you were hungover, that you get to find out when you're not hungover? Bring gratitude into your life, you know? Celebrate all of your achievements along the way to sobriety. Even if it's one hour, one day, all of it counts, right? And just know that the currency of your relationships may change and that's okay because they were always going to if this is the life that you've chosen for yourself. All right, guys, have an awesome week and I will see you again next time. Take care. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.